0: Log Welcome back. You helped Renaissance people. Okay, today's excitement is exciting. It's on the delusion of diagnosis. And think of this, because if you've been diagnosed with an illness, um, you know the all-seeing, all-knowing, infallible medical system has diagnosed you with um, X, Y, Z disease. Uh, now that's a sentence. Now, since most of us, um, we're, we're experts in different fields. And when you're looking at a diagnosis that is really a group of people getting together, deciding on what symptoms that you have, how that categorizes as an illness. And what the medical world is, is doing is if they do a therapy on you and you have a negative reaction to that therapy, like let's say they give you an aspirin a day, and for you know the healthy heart, like they are, say, but it causes a stroke or kidney damage, and then that both of those will, will kill you. Um, was that aspirin a day intervention inappropriate? Well, um, it caused damage and it will kill you, but it wasn't inappropriate because it was given for the appropriate diagnosis. And remember that, that as crazy as that sounds, that's how our system is actually laid out. So we're going to cover this in detail tonight, okay? But I encourage you to go to the drbvip.com site. It's drbvip.com. Help support us in our efforts to keep this information going. Um, But you're also going to get all of the data on the COVID, COVID COVID-19, um, all the latest vaccine information, all the stuff that's censored. And it's interesting, one of, one of my patients, I asked him if they're listening to the High wire or the Dr. B, VIP, they say no. And I said, well, there are all the censored sites. How do we find the censored sites? One person tells another, and the reason our sites are being censored is because we have information that will empower you to get your health back, okay, and you're going to see the holes. The emperor is literally has no clothes, and I'm not talking about Emperor Newsom. I'm talking about the entire um, taking over of our world is done illegally, and we're going to have solutions for that. So please get on that site and help us out. Uh, Extreme Health Academy, I was on there two and a half hours this past Sunday doing a webinar, I encourage you to go to Extreme Health Academy. It's only 19 bucks a month, but it's incredible. So let's look at this. Now, um, regular people are not dying from COVID. And in fact, the CDC says you have to have 3.8 comorbid conditions, okay, to die from this flu. Now, what's interesting is I got the, the conditions listed. Okay, we're talking cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, asthma, kidney failure, liver disease, immunodeficiency, and malignancies. Okay, now let's, instead of just acquiescing and saying, yes, Dr. Sir, I know that I have this, Dr. Sir. Okay, give me the chemical to, to uh, keep it in check. Let's ask questions. Okay, like what's the cause of the symptoms? Like, what's the cause of cardiovascular disease? Is it just bad luck or bad genes? Or could some type of physical, chemical, or emotional stressor have that? Why is my body having the symptom? That would be a nice question. Do you have high blood pressure because you're in a chronic state of stress? Or you have a toxic, deficient diet? How do I correct the problem, not treat the problem? How do I correct it? And if you talk to the most, most medical doctors, there is no common sense in that medical world. There's no common sense of very little in the healthcare world. That means that if you have type two diabetes, they're gonna give you a drug that damages your heart, uh, even though it lowers blood, blood glucose. Uh, great example. I have a new doctor working for me down in Mexico and she you know she's been a medical doctor for eighteen years, and she's only been with me two weeks and so you know her her uh, therapy that will be suggested on patients um, that she's done in the past has to change, and like we had this one gal who had a mild dental infection, and uh, she prescribed or suggested an antibiotic now my patient um, is a natural person and they know that if you take an antibiotic, that you're swallowing this pill, it gets in your intestinal tract, can literally destroy your gut flora. And this girl had a problem with a leaky gut in the past and she was frightened of anything that would damage her gut flora. Um, but if you're damaging your gut flora, you're actually weakening your immune system. To solve an infection in the mouth? You know, you know that just doesn't make sense. So when I sat this doc down, I said, I said, hey, give me five negative effects that can happen to my patient um, if if we prescribe her that antibiotic. First thing she said was gut dysbiosis. And I said, you're right, you're right. Now, that damages the, the normal flora, and this is 80% of the immune system. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a bad thing, okay? <laughs> and so... Um, When we went through all the effects of prescribing an antibiotic, um, she was uh, understanding that if we can treat this locally, like direct heat, um, give vitamin C, you know, strengthen the immune system, which is a completely different concept, okay, on how to get people better. It's literally allowing the body to heal. It's like uh, in in the start of this, People would get banned from YouTube, banned from everything if you talked about herd immunity uh, they would if you talked about herd immunity in Sweden uh last year uh they were just would destroy you. Oh, what about the people that are going to die you 're exposing you know when really um human beings the reason our population is alive is because we have adapted to viruses funguses bacteria. Forty-five percent of your DNA is viral, so the questions that you ask are vital on this. Now we also have an issue with diagnosis in our children. Okay, we're looking at, you know, one in five teens has a severe mental disorder. Okay, one in six has a developmental or a mental disability. Okay, so now I don't know why those were separated out in the Journal uh, journal of the Academic Pediatrics, Um, but they were. So that means 38% of our children have a mental disorder. So we're gonna look at that in this delusion of diagnosis because we know a lot of things can affect the brain. A lot, can medications affect it? Absolutely, can abnormal gut flora? Absolutely. And so we're looking at, when you're looking at all of these different diseases, there is some type of automatic component or, or autonomic nervous system. Now you have an automatic nervous system in two parts. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's called the sympathetic or fight or flight. The other half of it, the cranial sacral, is called the rest digestion repair. Okay, and that regenerates the tissue. So really, when you're looking at these, the top diseases that are read off before, okay, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, um, a kidney failure, and, and immunodeficiency, all all can be stemming from an autonomic imbalance. Now, if you've been under stress a long time, then you can develop the COPD, the cardiovascular disease, um, the, the malignancies, and that's if you're under stress a long time. And in fact, at the, um, I love this, the annual update of intensive emergency care, they say autonomic dysfunction is the motor of chronic critical illness. So when we're looking at our population, okay, 60% of adults have a chronic critical illness and 54% of our children have it. So we're looking at half of our population having it. Even Comprehensive Physiology, that journal, They say understanding the regulatory mechanisms linking sympathetic and parasympathetic in the immune system is critical for understanding the chronic disease development, and that's literally our our body. So we are under chronic stress. I mean, if you, (laughs) you know, think of last year, Um, last year, March. Yeah, we're going to wear a mask, shut our business down only for two weeks to flatten the curve. Okay, how did that go? Well, we now know that if you give up your rights or your freedom to the government, they will not voluntarily give them back. Okay, we're going to actually have to take them back. Um, and luckily, some governors are out there saying, yep, you don't need a mask and you don't need this. But no matter how you look at it, if you're living on this planet, okay, and you're aware of, of the governmental interventions in the flu, uh, we are under chronic stress. And that's physical, chemical, and emotional stress. And all three of those affect your body. Now, when we're looking at the emotional aspect, uh, we're going to look at the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is located deep inside of the brain. Now, what's interesting, this this regulates or modulates emotion. But it's involved in mood disorders, depression, anxiety. You're looking at PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, bipolar disorder, All of this, now the reason, when we're looking at 38% of American kids have a mental disorder, and we're looking at about half of the adults have a mental disorder. Okay, this is something that if you have anxiety, stress, depression, um, by God, get on a suicide prevention hotline. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Um, that would be the, the, the emergency stopgap measure. But what we have to do is look at why. Why would the body adapt to that? I mean, if we know the trends in suicide behavior, now this was out of the Journal of Pediatrics 2019. They were it was massively on the rise in the group between 12 and 18 years old. Uh, And this is suicide attempts, suicide ideolation, and deaths. And and so we're seeing a rise in that. Now, is this, and when you're looking at depression and anxiety, uh, is this a defect of the brain? Or does it have to do with digestion, reproductive, endocrine? Uh, Does it have to do with autonomic function? So when we look at chronic stress, chronic stress affects every system of the body. Uh, when the adrenals become exhausted, cortisol levels drops, and the adrenals are the first order of endocrine function, and then followed by insulin production, um, and all of this are the link to the automatic nervous system and the hypothalamus. Now, uh, unipolar to bipolar depression, this is a massive shift because you know standard depression, and standard depression. In the old days, people would get over it within about three days to three weeks by um, resting, uh, talking to people, you know, doing a certain activity. But now, 25% to 50% of kids placed on an antidepressant who are on those antidepressants for five years will convert to bipolar disorder. Why? Because when you're looking at an antidepressant and the typical one, are called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. If you look at the clinical pharmacology, <coughs> like how that drug actually works, it says mechanism of action is unknown. Nobody really knows how it works in the body. <coughs> but they do know <coughs> that if you're on it for more than five years, your unipolar depression can be changed to bipolar depression. That means highs and lows. And adults put on this will convert to bipolar usually on a regular basis, so uh, you know let's let's just change this world um, now, what kind of things can negatively affect the brain well uh steroids now glucocorticosteroids okay now it 's amazing because this is used for um, asthma it's used for breathing problems it 's used for everything okay and um we're talking from rashes to lupus, okay, to to asthma. Now glucocorticosteroids act on the hippocampus, amygdala, and frontal lobes. And this would be cortisone, hydrocortisone, prednisone. I mean, you're talking a mania, delirium, confusion, panic. Do they tell you that when they give you the hydrocortisone or the prednisone or the steroid cream? No. Now, these glucocorticoids act on the hippocampus or the amygdala, the frontal lobes. And even the American Journal of Psychiatry says glucocorticoids increase the risk of suicide and suicidal behavior and even neuropsychiatric disorders. Um, interesting. Um, here's an article in the Journal of Neurochemistry. Quote, we conclude estrogens and progesterone and cortisone can directly ac- affect the neurovulnerability to excitotoxic metabolic and oxidative insults, suggesting that these steroids in several different neurodegenerative disorders. Um, that means the steroids they give you can damage your brain. Um, and we're seeing a lot of that in the latest COVID shot. The spike proteins they produce have a similar effect as, um, uh, you know, there's viruses, there's bacteria. Uh, and the spike proteins that are being made in your body by this shot can negatively affect your brain, okay? And so just know that if you know someone that's gotten those shots and they start to act, you know, similar to mad cow's disease, it's also called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, um, these spike proteins can form prion formation, which is not really a bacteria, and it's not a virus, the prion formation can directly damage the brain. And that's the same thing as these drugs here, and it's similar to what the, um, well, the current uh, gene-altering medical procedure that is forced on our public. Now, even MSG uh, is an excitotoxin, and this is, it's hidden in so many packaged foods, like soy protein isolate, Um, uh, hydrolyzed proteins. All of those are different names for MSG. Now, one thing you do have, you do have endogenous pharmacotherapy. And I know this sounds amazing, but your brain and your body have the ability to produce every, um, every drug that your system actually needs. And there's a way to do this. Now, I love the quote from this one article. This is in Physiologic Review. Uh, quote, the striking ability of environmentally rich and physical exercise to empower the adult brain plasticity. That means that, that your body movement can trigger that cerebellum and that can alter the front, frontal lobe. So let's look at this different. Imagine if your body's processes are intelligent, that they're really adaptations. So that means like pain, infections, high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, depression, those are all responses or intelligent responses by the body uh, given the environmental circumstances. And this is hugely important um, because if you're going to drug these adaptations uh, then you're gonna suffer the effects of the problem as well as the side effect of the meds. And Voltaire said it the best. Now this, this quote could be, well it wouldn't be on CNN, it might be on Fox, um, because CNN is totally owned by the pharmaceutical industry. But here's the quote, quote, doctors are men who prescribe medicines of which they know little to cure diseases which they know less in human beings of whom they know nothing. Voltaire, 1692. (laughs) Um, Well said, brother, well said. Uh, So uh, are these intelligent responses to stress? Well, we know if you're diagnosed with high blood pressure and you get a blood pressure medication, according to an article in 2015 from the University of Alabama, your stroke would go up by one-third for each blood pressure medication taken. People are taking the three or more blood pressure medications were a 248% increased risk of stroke. Okay, and, and I love this. Uh, we want to raise the issue that despite great advances in a pharmaceutical approach, relying on this approach is going to come at a dear price of people's lives. Now, just think of that. Why? Why would um, drugging a symptom without addressing the cause be a bad thing? I know, I know what you're saying right now. Well, that makes common sense. I know, but that is very, very rare in the medical world. So why are you drugging a symptom without addressing the cause? Okay, that, again, that, that is what we have to turn our world into. The problem is we're not getting a lot of doctors that understand that symptoms are there for a reason. I mean cholesterol what does cholesterol do well gee it's vital for hormone production like est- estrogen testosterone progesterone aldosterone cortisone so t- cholesterol is actually used in court in anti-inflammatory and healing and hormone production it's vital in vitamin d production uh, cholesterol in bile production it produces bile acids which age in digestion of vitamins and well as absorption. It's cell membrane support. It's creation and maintenance of cell, human cell membranes. I mean, cholesterol is hugely important. Now, if you take a drug that lowers that, you're talking uh, statin stimulate, hardening of the arteries and heart failure. Well, that doesn't make much sense, does it? So when doctors prescribe taking a cholesterol-lowering drug, that really doesn't make much sense. So we're going to go over how type 2 diabetes can be cured. I encourage you to watch Gabriel Cousins. Um, you know, and, and really, if you look at most of these diseases, toxicity and deficiency are the key. Now, um, we're going to get a little bit into um, some challenges. Okay, and this is a challenge because I'm not sure if the sensors are going to censor this part. Uh, but we have to get the information out there. Number one, this is the, the and this is going to be on the Dr. BVIP site, so you'll have all of these, um, the data points to go through. And this is the International Journal of Clinical Practice. The title of the article is Informed Consent Disclosure to Vaccine Trial Subjects of the Risk of COVID-19 Vaccines Worsening Clinical Disease. That's right was informed consent to closure because everyone getting the vaccine now, the COVID-19 vaccine, none of these vaccines are approved officially. None of the vaccines are approved officially. They are all approved under emergency use authorization. That means they have not gone through the trials. That means you are part of the trial. I got to read this part. Quote, patient comprehension is a critical part of meeting medical ethics and standards of informed consent and study design. The aim of the study was to determine if sufficient literature exists to require clinicians to disclose the specific risk that COVID-19 vaccines could worsen disease upon exposure to challenge or circulating the virus. (coughs) Methods used to conduct the studies. Published literature was reviewed to identify preclinical and clinical evidence that COVID-19 vaccines worsen disease upon exposure or challenge to the circulating virus. Clinical protocols for COVID-19s were reviewed to determine if risks were properly disclosed. The results, the COVID-19 vaccines are designed to elicit neutralizing antibodies and may sensitize vaccine recipients to more severe disease than if they were not vaccinated. Vaccines for SARS, MERS, and RSV have never been approved and the data generated in the development of testing of these vaccines suggests a serious mechanistic concern. They're composed of protein, viral DNA and RNA, um, and they may worsen COVID-19 disease via antibody-dependent enhancement. This is a risk of sufficiently obscured in clinical trials and protocols. The consent forms for ongoing COVID-19 vaccine trials are adequate, Um, patient comprehension of the risk of this is unlikely to occur. Conclusions, the specific and significant COVID risk of of antibody dependent enhancement should have been and should be prominently and independently disclosed to research subjects currently in vaccine trials. as as well as those being recruited for trials and future patients after vaccine approval. Do do you understand what I just read? Okay, the vaccines that are currently out there are not approved. They are approved for emergency use authorization. Anyone getting the vaccine is going to have an antibody-enhanced problem. Now, that's not the only problem. We do dark field microscopy live blood flow analysis. I came across this gal who also does it, but she's checking patients who have had the the vaccine or the COVID-19 vaccine. And her blood analysis is um, frightening. We're showing uh, different signs on the blood. Okay, so... um, there, there's nanoparticles that you can see inside of the blood analysis, um, but when Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and Luke, uh, Dr. Luc Montagnier, uh, they're saying these injections will kill and will never stop killing. Dr. Montagnier, perhaps the world's top virologist, projects that life expectancy of all those who've taken the shot um, will... Um, this is hard to, to to say, but he's saying that, that the, those that are taking the shot, uh, they will kill within two years. Uh, now, projections are 99 million Americans uh, will be alive by 2025. That's three, three and a quarter years from now. And I hope they're not true. I hope these predictions are not true. Um, but it does mean that this shot Uh, starts to degrade the quality of your system. Uh, And we can look right now, and I've got some data as of the first part of April, out of the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Um, Back in April, it was 2,342 deaths. I think it's up to over 5,000 deaths now. Um, There were 56,000 adverse events back then. A month ago, now it's around 179,000. Uh, the United Kingdom <clears throat> listed half a million, 565,000 um, adverse events from this shot. European Vigilance Agency reported 299,000 uh, adverse reactions, 6,800 deaths. And, of course, our Governor Newsom, and this is May 19th, hired thousands of people to go knocking on the doors to ask uh, if the residents have been targeted. The goal is to target the vaccine hesitant. Um, that's right. Do you have your own papers? Are you signed up? And uh, there are reports that 40 to 50% of healthcare workers aren't taking this, 50% of teachers, 50% of the employees at CDC. Um, I mean, it's insane. Why would you want to take an experimental um, procedure? Now, the workplaces are getting really, really dangerous. When you're looking at the work, um, uh, there's the new new rules for Santa Clara counties. <clears throat> They're asking businesses to check the vaccine records of their workers. Um, that would, <laughs> And this is part of what the Santa Clara County is. It's the test county. They're going to try and see if this works for all of the businesses in California. What should businesses and governmental entities do to determine the vaccine status of their workers? Well, they have to ask. If the workers won't tell, they have to ask every 14 days. Um, And they have a number of different questions. Here's one. I have a worker who won't tell me whether they're vaccinated. What do I do? you must document that the worker declined to disclose his or her vaccine status, assume they are not fully vaccinated, and follow the rules that apply to workers who are not fully vaccinated. What's the deadline for determining the and status of my workers? June 1, 2021. Um, and if they have declined, they have to be asked every 14 days thereafter. I mean... That this these draconian measures got to stop, um, so I encourage you, okay, to take heart. The world will come back, okay we're going to be taking back um, our rights and everything else. The pendulum is swinging so far to the left um, where where we are seeing uh, just insanity. They're saying that our country was founded in 1669, not 1776. Um, I encourage you to get into changing. uh, Look at the American Nationals website. We're going to change our political status so that we can stop this insanity that you have forced medical procedures without informed consent. We can save the health of our population by getting them off of the drugs and having them appreciate how their body works. There's a lot of things we can do. I encourage you to go to SovereignNational.us. You can look at, um, I mean, when you start getting into this, and one of the websites is the AmericanStatesAssembly.net, you will find out that there's a way to get get our rights back and to get protected by the um, Constitution. Uh, we will win. We will get our country back. We will get our world back. But we will not do it by listening to these psychotic um, authority figures that say that your body is weak and sick and you're sick because of some kind of, of illness. Your body is adapting. You're adapting to physical, chemical, emotional stress. And by God, we fix those, those adaptations or address the stress, then your body heals. Does that make sense? Uh, This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you.